Thank you for tuning in to this week's Just Ball Things. If you're catching us on the podcast, remember to give us a rating and review. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. Good morning, afternoon, or evening from wherever you're listening across the world. Welcome to another episode of Just Ball Things. With me today, as always, sitting next to me, is the one and only J-Man, Jack Manuel. How are you? Swell, mate. Swell. You are swell. Why didn't we record last week? Well. Hatman. Well, I've got a story to tell you. No, Mr. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Yes, I'm wearing my Western Bulldogs. My Western Bulldogs uh, swag came in oh, uh, today. Good for you. Uh, for the for membership. 2020 season. Sign up, Bulldogs fans. Dogs 2020. Dogs 2020. It's our year. Uh, anyway, uh, so I am wearing a hat. Uh, but we did not record last week, Jack. Did you know that? Yes, because <laughs> I was eager to do so and um, always am. I I played in a little thing called Corporate Games last week, uh, which is man. which is businesses taking on other businesses uh, in sporting. Businesses? Yeah. I put my name down for basketball, but not enough people put their name down for basketball. So you we didn't play, play basketball. You're yeah, not business. part of our business. I could be in a business. <laughs> I'll start my own business. So I, I got put into soccer 11s. So 11, 11 aside. Like full pitch. It's full scale. Um... I am uh, a large man. Yeah, it's been a while since I've played soccer. Yep. Uh, and those who have played it know that it is very physically demanding. As much, are a lot of sports. Much more so than basketball. In certain areas. In certain areas. I can I can easily play out a game of basketball, oh, no yeah. sweat. But yeah. uh, a full game of, of, of soccer, it, it's hard. 90 minutes. That's a, it's a, lot, of, it's a lot of soccer. Um, thankfully, our halves were 15 minutes. Oh, so it should have been quite easy. Uh, I got to the last half of the last game and I thought I heard a pop, Jack. What? I thought I heard a pop. What popped? It's in the young? hamstring. Oh, the hammy's gone. The hammy was... The, he's done the string. He's done the he's string. He's done the string. Um, the Jake string. It up. was not good. Uh, I lit- literally crawled off the pitch. You're a sad man. Because play, ha- play kept going. Yeah. And I just crawled to the uh, to the touchline, and then em- employed some other people yeah, to yeah. carry me to the bench. But yeah, it was bad. I couldn't walk. Uh, I couldn't explain. sit. Good. So that's why we couldn't record. I couldn't sit. You can't sit. I could not. It was a nightmare. I could only lie. <laughs> why couldn't you just like have the laptop, like the the keyboard on your chest, and I'd be like, yeah, just start recording, and then I'll do like the sound bite. Because it was coming. It was, it was. It was the pain was coming up through my glute. Okay. And that's fat ass. That was that. So if, obviously, sitting, you apply a lot of pressure on your glute. Yes, your butt. <laughs> your ass. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> a funny word. Your ass. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I literally couldn't sit down. I had to sit uh, to ice it. So for that twenty minutes, I was icing. How it. was the toilet? Was, Did you use the toilet during that time? Oh, not it. I had to lean to one side of my <laughs> ass. Like I, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't actually sit with both cheeks on the seat. I had to lean to one side. So I was essentially shitting on an angle. It was not a fun time. Thankfully, it was not a tear. It was just a strain. Yeah. About four days later, I was back walking. Can I played tennis yesterday. So that next was... week? Let's, let's start balling again. I miss playing ball. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how we go. Like, I couldn't move on the tennis court. I just oh, okay. stood still and hit it. And hit it. Okay. Um, 
So we'll see. Right, Next right, week, right. We'll, we'll we'll see. We, we should we start play, doing and ma- and making it a pre-pod thing, and then we like re- we come recap our results on the pod, Ooh. make it a thing when you know the string is back and it's no when the sh- when the string is back and stronger than ever. Yes, sir. We, yes, we, sir. we yes, will sir. do that. Yes, uh, so sorry, I regaled you with my toilet stories. But, <laughs> I uh, asked for them. You asked for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you did not laugh, you have no humor bones in your body. <laughs> no humors. Oh man, I mean, there's a lot of pressure. I mean, like I said, I'm a large man. It's a lot of pressure on that toilet seat just to put all my weight on one cheek. That porcelain, Your, that porcelain, really uh, held up. Was it cold day or like warm day? Because is it hot? It like- was. It was relatively warm, but it okay. was. At, it was at nine o'clock in the morning. What What happened? Like we played our first game at nine thirty, and that that went for half. That went for forty minutes. So it got us to about ten past, oh, yeah. ten past ten. We didn't play again until eleven thirty. So it warmed down completely. Oh, yeah. And I reckon that's. I reckon cold and the hot. I'm just. I'm blaming that, Jack. Yeah. I'm. I'm not unfit. No, it's you're not. not the. Re- it's not the reason. It's the external circumstances, as it always <laughs> is. Blame everyone else. Uh, so yes, that was my. Uh, that was the reason why we didn't record last week. Fair, uh, fair, I fair, was, fair. I was in a lot of pain. Uh, but we're back this week, and you can contact us on Twitter. At the J Man JBT or at JBT Nick. How many followers have you got? Uh, that's something for you to look up, mate. Uh, now, we now. are closely affiliated with OTG Basketball. Uh, they've got an awesome podcast network and news website where you can keep up to date with all things NBA. Make sure you give them a follow on Twitter. 67. Were you at 68 last uh, time? Maybe. Okay. Actually, I think we were. Yeah. We've, we're, lo- we're losing them. You're losing them. I'm not. I'm this at like, is a joint effort. I'm at like 867. Well, start plugging my Twitter feed. <laughs> at JB. T- yeah. You do it literally just there. <laughs> no, you... But, but yeah. <laughs> You've got to do it. How am I... Obviously, I, the people listen to you. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Facebook.com slash things. Give us a like and a follow there. Always posting on the Facebooks. And jbtpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, give us a... I thought City was going to email you. I get the emails. I've tested them. I, so. I just don't receive I told, them. I told him this. I just don't receive them. Please. Please. I'm very lonely. Give him some well wishes for the string. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Even if it's just, uh, you get well soon. For the string. For the string. Hashtag for the string. For <laughs> FT- FTS. FTS. We love BMS. our acronyms here at uh, FTS to JBT. BMS. And it's time for BMS, abusing Manuel Scale. Yes, thank you, Jack. Uh, for those of you who are new, uh, this is the JBT Creator Scale that sums up how likely things are to happen in the NBA. We scale it from alternative facts, Twitter fact, Wikipedia fact, or just a straight up factorino. Yeah, mate. The NBA, National Basketball Association. <laughs> <laughs> Basketball. Uh, the NBA's proposed changes, or most of you, if not all of you should have uh, heard about this for 2021 and 2022 will reinvigorate the casual NBA fan. This has been uh, taking over the NBA news sphere over the past week. Good choice of words. Um, It is spherical. Uh, Yes. Making a round round thing with round actions. Our physical comedy is very much wasted on a podcast. Why you shouldn't be wearing a hat. It has no presence <laughs> on a podcast. It's comfortable. And I got it for free. Oh, I didn't get it for free. I paid, you paid a membership. I paid, yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but it goes for a good cause. Good go to you. Go the dogs. Up, up the pups. Um, yes, we'll uh, reinvigorate the league in... Uh, reinvigorate the casual NBA fan in 2021-2022. Yeah, we don't need the video for this one because I think we can just chat about it. I think mm. more time should be spent on talking about it because... I think the the good thing about this is that we've had all the time to listen to so mm-hmm. many different opinions about it, and it's allowed us to sort of take it all in, yep. hear the different expert opinions, 
And I guess we should go through the sort of main ones. And there's the play-in. So 7, 8, 9, and 10. Mm -hmm. 7 versus 8. Whoever wins that game, finish 7th. Mm -hmm. They're locked in. And then the loser of 8 versus the winner of 9 and 10. And then the winner of that game gets the 8 spots. So I think that would be exciting. You know, the most recent version of that, I guess, to an extent, was the Minnesota Timberwolves versus the Denver Nuggets, which was an essential sort of play-in game of sorts. Mm. Um, right now, in the Eastern Conference, you guys have been in a play-in game. You've been in a play-in game, Nick. It'd be I good know. for you. I guess. Get some I, I... Davis Bertans and move Wagner <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> The playoffs needs more Davis Bertone. Yes, it and does. Mo Wagner, that is and Rui. 100% true. Give me some Rui. Um, Get the Japanese fan base involved. That is actually, like, that is, that's go. massive. There like, it, it is massive. But it's more about, I guess, the casual fan is more about the fact that the ratings have been dipping. And, I mean, there's a myriad of factors of this, and I guess that's probably why the NBA leaked this to Zach Lowe and Woj, so they could get, you know, the, the general public perception of mm. it all. There's also the reduction of the regular season, to accommodate for a new tournament, mid-season tournament of sorts. Uh, I guess a la sort of like FA Cup style sort of things, mm -hmm. which to me, I'll get, my opinion of it just in general is that it's, it doesn't make sense. I don't see it. I mean, I would still consume it just because anything that is related to this league, I will you know consume nth, to the nth degree. But I just, I would rather just reduce the schedule in general, give the players more rest and improve the product. My general belief is, and I'm with a lot of people that it should be a 58 game season. I get it's not going to happen, but I don't think just t t putting more games on because you could have potentially an 83 game season with this uh, mid-season tournament and the playing tournaments anyway. So it's actually increasing it. Mm. But I think decreasing the, the regular season schedule and the amount of games increases the viability of the product. When you have less of something sometimes, Nick, it makes it more valuable. Sure. Comparing it to the NFL, they have a weekly product. The AFL has a weekly product. Even the NBL is a weekly product. And it makes the games an event. Yep. Whereas the the 82 games is point is like 1.1% of the of the NBA season. So every, every game matters. It doesn't really. It doesn't. No, not at all. This is the underlying issue with the NBA is that you're never going to make... Uh, is reducing the, the total games by four going to make every game matter? No. Literally less than 5% cut on the total amount of games for the regular season is a joke. You may as well not do it. Four games, Jack. What number would you give it, Nick? As, would, as a minimum, ten. If if we're 72? if we're looking at yeah about about that, yeah, I, uh, there, I think the Ringer did the maths on you play everyone in your conference three times and then everyone in the other conference twice, which brings you in well. the seventies. Yeah. Um, no, the division and the oh, conference right, right, are all yeah, the same. Gotcha, 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 and that gotcha. brings it to in the early 70s, so like 72, and I think that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, because currently some teams are playing each other four times, and that's on a rotation. Yeah. So um, obviously you play your division four times, and then there are other, play other places inside the Eastern Conference that you play four times, and that rotates over the years so that you... Ideally, eventually it all evens out that you play everyone the same amount of times. But then teams aren't the same year to year. Yeah. This is why I, this is what I don't this is what I don't like. In that, a lot of people say, "Oh yeah, you know, it all swings and roundabouts because you know eventually everyone will play each other evenly." Sure, but there's a big difference to playing the Miami Heat in when LeBron is there yeah. to compared to when LeBron was not there, and that's and Cleveland Cavaliers as well. Like it's it's uh, that whole multi season 
evening out yeah, the of a- the games is not The good. AFL obviously has 22 games and there's obviously been advocates for 17 game season because it makes the most 17 yep. game yep 17 game season because it's 18 teams so it makes the most sense and but they generally every season now if you finish in a certain place in the standings mm. you get a strength of schedule based off of that yes and we know strength of schedule based off the NBA you know there are teams right now you know the Lakers have one of the easiest strength of schedules which mm-hmm. is why they're 17 and 2 I believe and then it evens out and then you know overall I think that that's one area that I think in terms of creating more parity that the NBA could do. Just mm. making it rather than obviously West and East is completely different and the West is the stronger conference. So no matter what, if you're an eighth seed in the West compared to an eighth seed in the East, we know that. But I do think that the the East is catching up a little bit. You know, I think ninth in, in the West right now are a lot more challenging than ninth, which is the Wizards. Uh, and maybe the Hornets now, actually, uh, in the East. Potentially, yeah. But the other, uh, the other major... Uh, proposal was to reseed the playoffs once the is it the finals or conference finals conference finals conference finals come um and i i, I get I'm, I'm okay with it i don't but i also um i'm also an advocate for for history and i, I like west versus east and it's do you i, I do that's it, very strange is, for an international fan it's it's funny because i just i don't know why because maybe because i don't know the the Warriors versus the Cavs has sort of made a, a massive impact on me, um, and I, I don't, I don't get why either. But like, I, I think, I don't think it's going to do anything because the Eastern Conference, and in terms of, obviously, they the the one that makes the most sense is just reseeding and taking away conferences and making mm. it one to sixteen. That ain't going to happen because Michael Jordan and the Detroit owner Tom Gillies or whatever his name is. Those people aren't going to go for it because they want that, Nick. What am mm-hmm. I doing? The finger thing. The finger, the finger thing. thing, which is the taxes, and which is the money. Yes, and you need that gate money. They want that sweet, sweet gate money when it comes to the playoffs. And you, you get a couple of, you get yeah. four games, two, three, four games in the playoffs. Some, some decent gap. But that'll even out for the teams in the, that'll even out their votes because the teams in the West will be like, yep, we want it because but they didn't you make need the playoffs. Them, I think you need... I, I think you need thirty all all thirty teams to buy in on it to or, or at least twenty five, which is not going to happen because Hornets, Wizards, Detroit, Orlando, all these teams that are like, let's get the eighth seed. We need the eighth seed. Like they just want money. If the if the Wizards were in the eighth seed in the West in the East, uh, I wouldn't want us in the playoffs. I honestly couldn't care. That we would be in the play, that we would be in the playoffs because we would lose first round, without a doubt. You're not writing the checks though, Nick. Mate. Well, that's right, and I don't give two shits about the financials uh, uh, about the NBA. I want to watch good basketball in the playoffs. We don't play good basketball. We don't deserve to be there, and I would so much rather see a team. Even if they are in the eighth seed, they're probably going to get smoked anyway by who, like Milwaukee or something. Whoever's yeah, going to yeah. finish top. That's another thing. I think they should really introduce the AFL style um, uh, one to four, okay, and then five to five to eight. Yeah, yeah. I so think it, I think it adds a little bit more. In terms of the finals, yeah. So explain that to people who don't know. Uh, so the AFL right now runs uh, their finals top eight, which is the playoffs. Which is the playoffs. Yep. Um, their their schedule is a little bit different though. So if you're if you finish top four you essentially play each other in the top four. So the seeding goes 1v4, 2v3. But the loser of those games gets a second chance. So they play the winner 
of 5v8 and 6v7. So the bottom half of that eight, the winner of those plays... Yeah, elimination. Plays the losers of the top tier. And I think that's good. And so if you win in in that top tier, you get a week off. You get a game off. So you get that extra rest. But a a series off in this instance, Nick. So does it make as much sense with a seven-game series or would you change it to a five-game series? Oh, well, I'd change it. I I would change them to a five-game series. The first first round. First two rounds. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I I advocate for that. First two rounds. But again, Nick. The the money, again. But you, it's the same with anything. It's the same with anything. You increase the quality of a product. You can increase the asking price of the product. Yeah, no doubt. Eventually, when they can sign a new TV deal. Yeah. So right now they're sort of cornholed into, or you know, we're paying, we're still paying the same amount for less games. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, with ticket prices, they they lose money in that regard. But your money is coming from your your TV sales. Like, yep. if it's if it's anything similar to the financial breakdown in soccer because yeah. uh, there's been massive uproar about ticket prices uh, in soccer in, yeah. the, in England. Uh, it makes up a very small percentage of the overall um, revenue. revenue for the, for the club. Um, obviously, shirts, shirts sales are massive and most of it is TV deals and yep. Yep. stuff like that yep. um, and sponsorships and, and all that. Uh, if you can manage to, to cut that little bit away, you increase the quality of the product, which means you can sell your TV rights for more. You can sell your product for more and eventually you will make more money. Yep. If it's a better product, you get more people into it. What, what are your thoughts? Because you're a, a pretty avid you know, football soccer fan. What are your thoughts of the mid-season tournament in terms of winning a, a trophy of sorts for maybe like, you know, a, a lesser team? And, you know, obviously the, the better teams like the Lakers and the Bucks will probably mm-hmm. rest those superstars. What are your thoughts on that in terms of increasing viewership, increasing, you know, the, the, the eyeballs on the, on the NBA, just sport and the, and the league in general? What I liked about it was the fact that the games weren't separate to the regular season, and Some which is dif- which is different. I think the fi- the final was, yeah, uh, but the games leading up to it weren't, and I think that's very clever. I think that's a very clever way to do it because it actually brings meaning. To be like, this is a regular season game, sure, but it's also the chance to, and I don't think the cash prize is the is the way to go. Like, it, there needs to be. Uh, I think it should be an under twenty three tournament. Yeah. So that you can actually showcase young guys, and and again, an elimination sort of um, elimination style. Yeah. It should, because you, my in in AFL you get a you either get a Champions League spot, which is very coveted, uh, if you win the FA Cup, or you get. So would you would the winner get a playoff spot automatically for you? (sighs) Is that too much? Would they get an increased draft odds? Would they get what do they get? What is is, yeah? This this is hard. I think. if you want to, maybe they, if, if you want to introduce that, maybe there should be a wild card spot for um okay. for the playoffs. Maybe they get a spot in the playing tournament if they if if they happen to be like a yeah potentially. But seed. then if they the the idea is that if they already are in the champ, in, if they're already into the playoffs, how it works in in soccer. So if you're if like a Manchester City wins the FA Cup, they're obviously already in the Champions League. Yep. Uh, the Champions League spot gets bumped down, okay. so that the the next so whoever finishes Second. fifth yep. will then go into the uh, Champions League. Right, right, right. There is ca- there is money involved in um, actually giving the club money, which is massive for smaller clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why the the. 
pl- the teams down in the even the lower divi- lower divisions or lower t- table in the Premier League will fight tooth and nail for these um for these tournaments because the further they go up, the more money they get, and yeah, yeah. money is money it's is viable. everything in football. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no salary cap, yeah. I don't think money will work here because of the salary cap. Yeah, and I think. One thing I've, I've sort of seen, and I, I guess I agree with to an extent, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this. The ESPN as a, a broadcast partner and just a general entertainment behemoth when it comes to sports mm. and probably the overwrite. Whenever you think of sports, you think of ESPN as just a platform. What? Who is more? Who is the better product? Is the NBA? Does the NBA need ESPN more, or does ESPN need the NBA more? I think it's the NBA needs ESPN because ESPN has everything. ESPN has football, and in terms of a product right now, the NBA isn't. Well, I, we obviously think this, and, and a lot of NBA heads and just fans in general do. The the game right now, I think, is in a fantastic state, and the on court product is great. And yes, you argue about load manager, blah 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 blah. But I think the on-court product is great. I think reasons why ratings are, aren't as great on, on ESPN and such is because, one, we don't have a behemoth uh, winning franchise. We don't have a Golden State. We don't have uh, a Cleveland. The Lakers, I, I would assume if you looked at any Lakers games on ESPN, they would be doing gangbusters because LeBron is there, Anthony Davis is there. But no one really cares about the fact that the Golden State Warriors are now on, and it's Eric Pascal and Kai Bowman coming up against... I I, th- I think it's a case of no one cares about the regular season. I feel like even most most teams, most fans, I would I would think the regular season doesn't really mean much because of the sheer amount of of games there are. So you're not as invested in each game, and you might be more inclined to just look at the end result when a, when a game's been played and watch the and highlights then, and then yeah well, that's right and it's that, a very highlight heavy league is that an issue for the league because in terms of monetizing it you know you see all the YouTube channels like Free Dawkins and whatever mm. replays those have hundreds of thousands and millions of views whereas you go to the NBA one it's like they have the same sort of thing they have the same highlights mm. and it's half of it and obviously the NBA has been a lot more liberal with people posting highlights on YouTube it's a monetization issue and I guess for me, I believe in the NBA product and we're obviously biased, but I also think that ESPN needs to make a better NBA product. Having people go on and, and like Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson spew about the league, oh, it was better back in my days. Oh, look at all these guys. Oh, they're not as good as in the 90s. Whereas when I watch a, a, Wednesday, a Wednesday American game, which is Thursday for us, Mike Breen and Doris Burke, I am invested and I learn about the game. Mm. I, I put on Twitter, I'm like, every time I watch Doris Burke commentate, I learn about the game. I'm invested in it. Even if it is a crappy game because I want to know what this ESPN analyst is telling me. I don't care as much as a lot of old heads might come at me. I don't care what Mark Jackson has to say. Sorry, the, old, the, old that heads, man. the old heads aren't listening to podcasts, nor are on Twitter. Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. I find that as well like the, the quality the quality of the it's their, it's their fault yeah. as well and i, I think that that need, they need to be a little more creative as well you know i the other day i think there was a clippers game that this i thought and i think it was chatted about on another podcast i really liked the camera angle they had where it was a oh, did you i liked it uh, i liked it I, it gave and I, I think it was overused uh but i when it wasn't shaky and it wasn't trying to keep up with transition play i liked it as a because it's not as bad as Skycam in, in the AFL, 
but I like I like people trying to do different things to make the product better. And some of them aren't going to work, but be a bit more innovative. Don't do the same pre-game, blah, 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 blah. Give me some like general analysis. And then there was like Stan Van Gundy, a Van Gundy that I do like, was talking about the Toronto Raptors and their defensive schemes. I'm like, wow, I'm learning something. Oh, diamond and stuff. I'm not a high school coach. I don't know mm. these things. Teaching us and making us more informed and not treating the viewer like they're lesser. Like we are the analysts. We have the product. You guys, you know, we're going to just talk about whatever we want to, whatever we want to. We're getting paid the million dollar checks. ESPN needs to step up. The NBA needs to step up. And I, th- I respect the fact that they're trying to do things, but we'll certainly keep an eye on this stuff, guys. But a, a, a product that we don't need to worry about is the players. And Zach Lowe has some very, very high praise for one of those young players. This is ridiculous what this guy is doing. Luka Doncic looks not a star, not an all-star. This version of Luka Doncic looks like a generational superstar. Jackie boy, Luka Doncic is a generational superstar. Fact. Factor Mundo. <sighs> yeah, this kid it's, uh, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? He is very special. I was watching the Suns-Mavs games yesterday, and he, had a, you know, a, a, he was in and out of the game, and then he finishes with a 42-11-9. The <laughs> way that he can impact the game in so many ways, he has led the Mavs to the number one offensive rating, despite the fact that outside of him, Kristaps Porzingis has been average. Tim Hardaway Jr. has been actually pretty good. But like he, when you have these one-man teams, like James Harden, and you can elevate them to being a contender, a winning franchise. You know, I think the Dallas Mavericks are going to need, you know, 40 games on, on national TV next season because Luka is going to draw those eyes. He is already, you know, we've spoken about him as a top 10 player, MVP candidate. He is a generational superstar. He's going to win MVPs. He's going to make all NBA teams. And I guess we'll speak about it one day. And, you know, I've got to sneak on the pod and, and, and highlight it for future episodes. If he can lead this Dallas team to possible championships uh, alongside Porzingis you know that's going to be up to Rick Carlisle and, and the head offices the front office sorry as well to build around him but right now boy oh boy this kid is just special and he's a, a one-man highlight reel and I'll say it again he's just cute <laughs> the Don's cute I'm a Donk fan Donk's cute Luca it's hard to Luca it's, love it's hard to dislike him he's such a humble guy as there well. are people already like you know how there was it for me, he reminds me in terms, not play, but personality, Stephen Curry. Sure. Everyone loved Steph. Mm. When he exploded onto the scene, he's the baby-faced assassin, mm. shooting threes, and people just turn on him because I don't know why. No, like, Stephen Curry hasn't changed, mm. but like people hate greatness, and I think that's a good thing. Luca is already turning into that because he's making the Dallas Mavericks not necessarily great just yet, Great-ish. I mean, they're 12 and, 12 and 6. They're doing well. They're doing well. Yeah. But obviously, they are you know behind the Clippers sure. and, and the Lakers. Sure. But they're, they're around that range. And they're playing some, some mighty fine basketball. And you know they could make some moves. Maybe they're getting into Godala. I'm not 100% sure. But Luca individually, is absolutely a generational superstar. He could finish as one of the all-time great players. I'm not putting a number on it yet because he's been doing it for you know 90 games, mm. but this season has just proven how ridiculously damn funny he is and cute. <laughs> um, the what, what, what sort of... Yeah. <laughs> Swaggy L. That's, that's <laughs> the one worst of the one. That's, that's the best. It's, it's not. <laughs> we'll get into Swaggy P later. Um, what really jumps out off the page to me is a 32 PER. 
the two guy, players, Nick. The, yeah, the guy... Over two players. Yeah. Like, the guy is just the picture of efficiency right now. Like, I think, like, him and Giannis have, like, over 30 PR, I think, is... The, yeah, it's quite impressive. And the only thing that's, like, dragging him down is that three-point percentage. Yeah, but, but he's taking so many of them, and he's so dangerous from there, and obviously, you know, how many is he taking this season? 10... Oh, 10.8? No, almost 10. 9.4. So he's, like... Not necessarily on James Harden, fifteen a game level. Sure, but just for a second year player though, like the, the the confidence that this guy is just oozing, yeah, is it's he's oozing plenty. Oh, it's delicious, mate. It's, it is. It's like a shitty pimple that just exploded. <laughs> God damn! Some people like those videos. But I don't like those videos. Oh no, I hate those videos. Chelsea, Chelsea's a massive fan. Oh, uh, of course she is. Over thirty points a game in his second season. Jeez. Uh, the, uh, yeah, we're for, gonna... for a guy that wasn't supposed to make it in the NBA. Or, in terms of like the, the ha- hero haters. Yeah, haters were just like... Oh, Slip to three, Aiton, <sighs> Bagley. I mean, we're going to be speaking about this kid for a very long time and probably on most, if not all, episodes a of this podcast. generational so. superstar though, Jack. It's a hard yeah, fact for you. I mean, it's hard for me. It's It seems flippant, I guess, of me to say it so damn quickly. Yeah, well, I mean, it seems that way. But when you know, you way, know. Like, this is... LeBron in his first season... Anthony Davis in his first season, Kevin Durant. In I was going to say Durant. Seasons. Durant was doing a similar thing in his. Like these, these guys, like you know, when they just impact and they just wow. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm struggling to find the relevant adjectives mm. uh, in terms of how to describe how damn good these players are. And you know, Luca is going to go down as one of the best international players of all time. And, you know, he played with one of the best international players of all time, if not, you know, the best in, in Dirk Nowitzki. Mm. He is just a special, special player. And he's cute. <laughs> uh, Durant averaged 25 in his second weak season. Source. Uh, Five more. Weak, weak source. Um, very similar stat numbers. But he's also... Wait, his, was Kevin Durant's nickname Green Room? Green Room. Green Room. Sure. What is... The Servant? Yeah, I've heard that. Um, Have you? Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> what uh, is that Draymond Green? Oh, is, that, is that a they're dig in the there? room and they're, they're arguing, <laughs> getting into fisticuffs? What I love about Doncic is that he's also averaging nine point six assists. Oh, he's nearly on a triple double, along there. with thirty one points. It's 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 wild. It's wild. It's wild. Oh, it's wild. It's man. wild. It's, wild. We it's could... sad because James Harden is doing amazing things, but there are. So is everyone else. This is this is crazy. It's, it's an amazing season. It's it, an, it and some quality. most certainly is. The it. young talent on the rise. You know, the, the league is in incredibly good hands, my friend. <laughs> incredibly good hands. But we have to move on because we could speak about the cute man himself, Luka Doncic, for quite a while. But uh, LeBron James, another generational superstar, one of the best of all time, had some words to say about his new teammate in the Defensive Player of the Year race. You know, that's what we've been talking about the last couple of days. Um, we know how great AD is as far as defensive, uh, defensively. I mean, he's right there right now. It's probably you know, the defensive player of the year if you just look at the numbers and what we've been able to do. So, Jackie boy, is LeBron James correct? Is Anthony Davis leading the defensive player of the year race? Wiki, Nick, because I can't <sighs> give it a fact. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Okay, leading wiki, wiki. fact, okay. winning it, wiki. Because <laughs> sure. right now, the, the Lakers are one of the, the five best defensive teams in the league. Anthony Davis, on a night-by-night basis, is playing elite-level defense. And he always has he, been... A, his personal defensive rating is 97 at the moment. Yeah, I mean, that's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> like, yes. it is disgusting. And, like, he's he is blocking like a madman. You know, he, he can switch. He has athleticism like there is no other. 7.1 box plus minus. He, you're the stats man. 
Say this for Nick's numbers. No, um, I, I think he is leading it right now. But, you know, this obviously by come the end of the season, you know, I think Giannis will be around there. Mm. I'm a big fan of Marcus Smart. You know, I'm a, I'm a Marcus Smart fan. As the Marcus most, Smart. I'm not sure where the, the Celtics are in, the, in defensive rating right now. They're top 10, so they're okay. But, yeah, the Denver Nuggets and, and the Raptors, the Sixers. So, I think you've got to have Joel Embiid in there, even though he has been... Stanky. And yeah, Stanky. Um, so we'll get to him. The Pacers obviously playing some good defense. So Miles Turner, obviously, you know, Malcolm Brogdon, these sort of guys. And even in his, in his absence, they just have a really good team defense. So mm. he's leading it right now. Come the end of the season, we'll see. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. We're projecting a, uh, what, we're 20 games in. We're projecting a end of season award I think he if we're extrapolating ooh big word yes um, well done, if we're extrapolating the season as it is right now sure he's won, he's, he's won it and I think he probably will you know what I'm gonna go fact I think he's gonna win it uh, he's, he's yeah I mean the Lakers don't seem to be they've got this defensive identity it's not like their defense is just gonna fall off a cliff any time soon he's averaging nearly three blocks a game this is insane um, like like I mentioned, his in the his box plus minus is seven with a defensive plus minus of four point five. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's um, good. He's yes, good. he's he's very very good. What is Anthony Davis's other than the brow? His nicknames on basketball. Okay, reference? this is good. This is a good exercise. Ad fat okay. man, fat man. <laughs> what? And Uni Brown. Yeah, of course. I, fat man. Fat, what? But, fat? but Ph Fat man. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a because Ph Fat is. It's cool. Is it's it's fat as yeah. in it's it's fucking it's sick. sick. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's fat. Yeah, yeah. Know? All about it. All about it. Um Am I fat with a pH? <laughs> you're both. <laughs> <laughs> um Thoughts? AD winning defensive player that for uh, me he will because as long as the Lakers stay top five, I think he's got it. Oh, for sure. I mean, Lakers are fifth at the moment, uh, but they're only 0.7 off in defensive rating. Yeah. Uh, their net rating is second. They're they're just doing amazing things. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just Anthony Davis. Their whole their whole team, their whole well, def- defensive boy. identity is Quite very good. Even um, LeBron James, those chase down blocks Every are Bradley. a thing of beauty. Contavious Caldwell Pope. Tracy Uh Can't hit a three. Contavious, uh, crap player. <laughs> very nice. Uh, but yes, I, I firmly believe... Right now, he is definitely leading. Um, like you said, the likes of uh, Marcus Martin. I think uh, Giannis will have something to say about it at the end of the year. No doubt. Denver are first Denver? In, Denver are first in uh, defense So, Nicole Jokic is going to win Defensive Player of the Year? No. Oh, okay. No. But it, it, it was strange. I, I was surprised to see them Gary first. Harris, mate. I haven't watched enough Denver to be able to comment. You never watched enough Denver. I don't like (laughs) Denver. That's probably why I don't like Denver. I don't even give them the time of day. I was watching them this morning before I came here. I I watched the Wizards game against... uh, It was 12-0 in the first quarter against the Lakers. We started that game well. Yeah, you lost by... You were down by like 35 (laughs) or 39 or whatever it was. But... We're enough of AD talk. Uh, did you want to get that um, Luka Doncic stat in the, the match? Oh, yeah. While we were researching a bit of Anthony Davis statistics, uh, what was the Luka Doncic statistic? Well, I the can't team remember. has like 117, 116. Oh, yes, rating. yes, yes, yeah. Uh, the, when we were looking at net rating, the Dallas Mavericks right now are 7.4. They're fourth in net rating. But that is only because their offensive rating is four points above Second, which is the Washington Wizards, hey. but we have a cracking offense, mate. Uh, no, save that offense. <laughs> this that's literally Wizards woes. Yeah, we'll save get, it. Yeah, we'll get to it. Okay. But the point is, they're four points above. They're 116 offensive rating. No one is touching them. It was like point seven offensive. between defense. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like their off their defensive rating is 108 and it's mid-tier yeah. it's 16th but their net rating is so high because their offense is just clicking and that yeah. is that is Luka Doncic that is Luka Doncic it is Nick it is it is it is but we'll get to a team that has another superstar defender the Los Angeles Clippers Chris Broussard had some things to say about them my concern is not the low management my concern is that for as big and strong as tough as Kawhi Leonard is he apparently is incredibly fragile his body if you look at his first four years of his career in san antonio agreed he averaged 63 games a year it was always something right and they what they'll tell you there is that he he felt like he had to be a hundred percent to play the clippers should be worried about the fragility the fragile idity oh shut up i used a good word fragility is quite a good word thank you uh, of Kawhi Leonard. 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 Uh, yeah. You know, can they shoot? I'm going to give this uh, Wicarino. Wicarino? Um. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. 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 He's, he's not happy with sorry, you. Sorry, sorry, Kawhi. Wait, I'll, I'll just hear me out. Hear me <laughs> out, Mr. Leonard. I think that Kawhi, his knee issues and his just general leg issues are a problem. He started the year like a house... Maybe not on fire, but like there was a... There, there was some members there. was some, there. Yeah, there was some, some candles smoldering. that had fallen over, yeah, but they yeah. got water on it just in time, and, you know, the the blaze wasn't a flame. It was a tepid blaze. Yeah, it tepid was, blaze. Mm. Yeah. We, we, we know about things that are tepid. <laughs> so, for me, obviously, it, he is going to have to be managed because his body can't stand the rigors of an 82-game season. And it probably never will for the rest of his career. That's fine. He's not going to win an MVP, but he's going to win a Finals MVP. If they even peak in at the right time, then who cares? Right now, his numbers, you know, in terms of his effectiveness, aren't great. You know, he's shooting the ball pretty poorly. He's putting up some numbers. You know, he lost to his former team just the other day, and you know he was poor in that matchup. You know, I think they're still figuring out some things with Paul George and, and the chemistry there. I think they're going to be fine because they just have a, a ridiculous amount of depth and wing players and. You know, an embarrassment of riches, uh, uh, as they say. Mm. But Kawhi will have to be managed, and he is fragile. He has uh, elements of fragility. Mm -hmm. Um, You did some quick maths on it, Nicholas. Uh, Yeah, so he's missed six of the last 20 uh, games. So he's played 14, uh, which means he's missed 30% of his games so far. Uh, Continuing that, he's going to miss. And I mean, it's not like... It's not like this is going to... He's going to play... I mean, this will be a trend. This It's not like he's going to play more as the season winds up. Yeah. Uh, as soon as they lock in that playoff spot, potentially top four spot, they, need a top four uh, spot. they will not uh, be risking any of their players. They'll start, they'll start to lean into the tank, I guess, but tanking more of a... Uh, lean into the load management. That's no longer, no, not November, <clears throat> but still load management. <laughs> um... And so those games are going to escalate. Anyway, 30%. He will miss 25 games, leaving like his... 57. 57. How, how uh, many do you think he'll play this season? Honestly, I think 57's bang on the money. Well, I reckon he'll play 62. I reckon he'll be less than 60. He'll play 62. Ooh, I don't... I... <clears throat> it really just depends on where the Clippers are. If they, if they can rattle off a few wins, even without him, uh, and Same they... Half. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then that leads into the... the last legs of the season they might come away with the second say they come away with the second seed yeah yeah um 
then they'll be in good stead. Yeah. And, they, and, and, then, and then he will be resting more and more games. I mean, right now they're third. I mean, they're not... It's fine. Yeah. It's good. That's, um, they'll be happy with that, you know, and I think that they've played, you know, some tough games here and there and, and they've gotten out of them. And it's funny if they enough. can finish if they can finish third in the last um in the last stretch of the season then there's no reason for him to play. No. And I agree with that. But yeah, it will be less than 60 for, for Kawhi Leonard. So is it a concern that he's so fragile? Uh maybe. Not for the Clippers, no, no. because they've got they've got depth. Yeah. They've they can afford to rest him. Yeah. If he was the solitary superstar on this team, then sure, it would be a problem. Kawhi is not going to be the player like LeBron who can go to a Cleveland Cavaliers and take a garbage team to garbage. the champion to the championship. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, he can if he plays seventy games, but he but can't he play won't. seventy games. He, he won't play. He can't play seventy games. He will be injured. There yeah. will. It, it, he can't. Yeah. Fair enough. Anymore. He, yep. he can't do it and then still perform in the playoffs. He was banged up in the playoffs, albeit he played amazingly. He did. But... He was barely walking after this, it. Uh, it becomes a... I think it becomes more of a mental thing um, to a point where if he starts feeling maybe little niggles here and there, that maybe someone who was more mentally strong would... Um, oh, you're calling him weak. Not calling him... I'm not calling him weak. I'm just saying the brain has a... has a way to... inform flame certain injuries so do you what's think the, what's the word i'm looking for a um a hypochondri- hypochondriac yeah yeah uh to the point where it might not be as serious as it as it may or it may, or it might be that might just be his body like a strained hamstring like a strained hamstring <laughs> exactly right uh, i'm not saying I, i'm a very weak person Kawhi <laughs> could have done the pod last week and um, but yeah like it, it, some something that someone else might play through uh he won't yeah, and enough. which is each to their own it's probably a smarter thing that he doesn't of course um because you, you get that old mentality it's like oh you know i'll walk it off but you shouldn't no. and Kawhi is definitely living that life he certainly uh, is and it hey it pays off hey, and hey, it hey. doesn't it does not matter if it gets him championships hey, hey, hey. he'll be the greatest player to play the least amount of games yeah possibly yeah in terms of percentage wise but nick we'll get to uh, a debate that was raging and ever present over nba twitter the the past few weeks and koc kicked it off i've been waiting a while to say this chris but i feel comfortable saying it now brandon ingram is better than ben simmons and the reason why i bring that up is because in the 2016 draft (laughs) <laughs> Myself, you know, Jonathan Gavoni, Mike Schmitz, a bunch of draft guys out there had Ingram ahead of Simmons. And for years, that was rightfully held over our heads, <laughs> especially mine, because I always harp that Simmons shoots with the wrong hand. And congratulations to Simmons for shooting a three and making it this week. But that reaction to Ben making a three and just flat out taking a three compared to Ingram, who every night, <laughs> every night is scoring at a high level, who's playmaking at a high level, who's versatile on the offensive end and the way you can utilize him either from the post, either in the pick and roll, either in spot up situations as an end of game scorer, like we saw last night in the Pelicans win over the Suns with some of the clutch shots he hit in that fourth quarter. That's normal from Brandon Ingram. Hey, this is some uh, straight fire from uh, KOC. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this one. Stay <laughs> off the weed. Oh. <laughs> oh. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Never gets old. Um, Never. Never. 
never lost. This is uh, this is a strange one. I played this one. I I, I mean, I played that bite because I <laughs> I don't. I have got a lot of faith in Big Boy Benno. Um, Mr. Boss. So this is uh, more of a Twitter fact for me because okay. there's there's a little bit there, but Brandon Ingram has definitely found uh, some morsel of form. Uh, at more the than pal- morsels, well, I mean, sure. Large man compared to where compared to what he was doing, I a think he's, his morsels. latest game was twenty six points against the. Um, I saw him firsthand against the Nets. He scored like sure. forty. He looked like Kevin Durant. He didn't miss. I was just like, "Is this kid?" Gonna I mean, the miss? guy, the guys, the guys, efficient. Uh, I mean, fifty five percent effective field goal percentage. That is yeah, yeah. that is efficient. Twenty six twenty six points per game, and as a sheer scorer, there is no doubt in my mind that uh, Brandon Ingram is better ben than Simmons Ben Simmons. Hasn't got, I'm going to throw this at you. Ben Simmons hasn't gotten better. Uh, Defensively, sure, yeah. offensively, he hasn't gotten better. And I think he's resting on his laurels. And I think that because of the general personality mm-hmm. that he has, you know, he is already top 30 player in the league, top 40, whatever you want to say. But he is never going to reach the status where I know you think he could be as you know possible top 10 player, maybe even an MVP contender, if he doesn't genuinely work on his craft more deliberately. He is, whether he's shooting with the wrong hand, or whether he's hits, hit, actually taking threes, mm. he is not, he hasn't improved enough, whereas Ben, uh, Brandon Ingram, is probably the most improved player right now. Sure, but this is, the, the, his rise, I guess, is a product of him being bad. This is the this is the this is the issue I take because this is the same thing is going to happen with Mark Fultz. Mark Fultz has a semi good season, and people are going to be like, "Fuck yes, Mark El Fultz." He was a number one pick, Jack, yeah. and should be doing things that a number one pick should be doing. Uh, of course, but... and the same thing for Brandon Ingram, number two pick. Yeah, should be doing things that a number two pick should be doing, which is this. And yeah, again, in the wrong situation in LA, you know. Sure. And but I did. Uh, think but it's, he showed... it's it's inflated because he was so poor in LA, and I think we're experiencing a similar thing with uh, with um, Ben Simmons. I have so much faith in Ben Simmons that I'm more willing to be- more willing to take shots at the Sixers organization for stifling him and the, Brown? and the offense that they run. And that more less less Brett Brown, more Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons They're can't never coexist. gonna fit. Can't never. coexist. So, so what do you do? Uh, there was a interesting take on the on the ringer when I was listening to it, um, which is where this actually came from. Um, but on a different, I think it was a heat check podcast or group chat. One of them. They've got a lot of podcasts. Uh, we we aren't getting paid by the ringer, but they are very good. Say the um, take, Nick. Uh, it was. They were discussing the trade packages for Ben Simmons. Yeah, I remember this. Uh, and then Isaac Lee, Mr. Producer Man himself, was like, I wouldn't trade Ben Simmons. I would be trading Joel Embiid. And I'm like, that is something that has not been explored. Every time they say these two can't exist, it's trade Ben Simmons. And I think maybe that is starting to sway a little bit given given all of the negative PR that, um, that Joel Embiid has gotten over recent times uh, John Bede right now is top 12 player in the league at the top 15 at the worst top 10 you know pushing top 9 at the the best Ben Simmons isn't in that realm and is Ben Simmons a, a all-star this year for you mm, 
I'd have to think about You'd it. You'd have to, it, but it's it's not an it's not an instant yes. Being I'm, that it's in the east. Look at his scoring. I didn't even know that. Twelve point like, eight. Like it's but fifty percent from three, baby. Fifty <laughs> percent from three. One of two, mate. You say he hasn't gotten better. You, I say he has infinitely increased his three point percentage. You miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Um, I think. I will, one thing about the Sixers in general, and we will get to Joel. In fact, I'm going to save that take for the when we speak about Joel Embiid, but. Right now, I'll give it Twitter as well because I still think Ben Simmons is ahead of him. Mm-hmm. But boy, oh boy, Brandon Ingram is coming hard. Sure. Brandon, and- Brandon Ingram's got a lot to prove given that offense is really his only skill set. He's a good defender. Don't know. Don't know. I'm not not compared that. to Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah, but ben, But I, if we're talking about the gap between them in terms of their overall skill set, Brandon Ingram is a better defender a, a way better defender than Ben Simmons is as an offensive player. So I guess sure, speaking I guess generally, you're... I would rather have Brendan Ingram on my team right now. Right now, I probably would. But, it, but this, this is one. Se- this is one season. This is Hopefully, this is not. Yeah. Hopefully, this is not a blip in the radar for um uh, for Ingram, and I don't think it will be. I think this also has a just contract been a slow as well. Sure. Yeah. Uh, this has been a slow sort of, I mean, fourth season. This is uncommon. I also sh- thought he showed some really good signs in LA. You know, I think it... Sure, yeah. Ben Simmons, as uh, we, we know, is essentially a point Wiggins guard. did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Ingram, I think, can, has, has playmaking skills as well. I remember sort of listening to podcasts and when we started the pod and, you know, walking on the way to, to London schools and such, I'm like, yeah. And I remember sort of watching the games afterwards. And I think Brandon Ingram is a, a, a truly... Very, very good player, and on his way to being a great player. Ben Simmons is the same, but yeah, it's going to be a, a narrative like the the Luka Doncic, Trey Young thing. They're always mm. going to be compared to each other till their seasons conclude. But Nicholas, get back to that doc for me. And you know what? We're not playing video for this one because it's going to take up time. The Sixers, my friend, have a Joel Embiid problem. Ah, this is a good segue into this one because we just uh, we just mentioned um, potentially. So Potentially, whiskeys, whiskeys. Um, it's, it's more the. I don't know how this guy can be the stature that he is and still be so weak in so many ways, and that might be a bit weak. of a. Wow. That might be a bit of a. Wow. Bit of play, a take. Play, play, uh, oh, that's, yeah, okay, you got let's, that. Let's, 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 wow. Yeah, let's let's. Owen Wilson is impressed. Yeah. Um, just the his ability to just mentally capitulate. Is, oh, I like this take. Is, I like this take. <laughs> Only because it's it, it's not really it's not really had because Joel Embiid is a great player. Don't, oh, yeah. don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But these small blips on his uh in his career, like the 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 scene of him just casually walking up the um walking up the court. The zero point performance. Uh the zero point the zero point performance, his playoff performances. I think he was generally sick in the playoffs, but but is, but that relates. He seems to be such a guy who's caught up in his own feelings that it's like um I I liken him to Andy Murray, uh, in tennis. So for those of you who follow tennis, Andy Murray was obviously top top four seed of a tremendous <laughs> player, obviously really good at the ATP tournaments. He would make the um he would make the uh, finals the Grand Slam finals, and every time you'd come ag- come across someone, someone great, uh, a Federer, a Nadal, a Djokovic, who have incredible mental strength. Tennis is a game where mental strength is everything. Everything. Uh, 
Federer's longevity is due to his consistent consistent play style and his mental fortitude. Um, and Murray did not have that for a very long time. And it took him a very, very long time to win his first Grand Slam. And he got better. He got better. Is He would crack the shits. And then once he was gone, that was it. He was never winning that game. Whereas greats can come back from the depth and come back and win games. So great five-setters. That's with a mental fortitude in um, in tennis. And I'm seeing very similar things in Joel Embiid's game right now. Once he's down, he's out. Yeah. And that's concerning. Yeah. I, I think the, the best word for me that I would describe Joel Embiid in terms of the lapses that you're speaking about is lazy. I think he's lazy but mentally. But mental, that's mental lazy. That's... Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying it's not. But I also think he's lazy physically in terms of... Yeah. I don't think we have seen him impose himself as much as he knows he can. He can be Shaq-like in his the will that he can impose on a game and the dominance that he can show in a game. I also think that his physical capacity right now isn't where it needs to be. And that's funny because the two players we've spoken about, Ben Simmons in terms of he hasn't made improvements, Joel Embiid, we expected him to become all fit and, and, and yep. trim and ready to run up and down the court. I mean, the what guy, happened? The guy... Is he still eating Chick-fil-A and having milkshakes in the place? The guy players? looks... Like, he's not Jokic. Like, he no, looks... No, 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 no. He looks good. He looks good. But so does Dwight Howard, and he has a sure. billion Skittles before games. Sure. Or used to. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I agree. It, it seems to be... Uh, maybe they're taking their stature for granted. Uh, they're not quite working. Whereas people... You're seeing tremendous growth in someone who was unsung, like Giannis, who had to work for everything. Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam was my next one you stole it from ah, me. Uh, but again marks. these these unsung heroes who have been completely overlooked but have worked at their craft and are now you know tremendous players in this league so they don't are you you're saying to and i think ben simmons suffers from a similar from a similar oh, of ailment of course uh, and joel and b they they take their success for granted for granted yep and, and uh, like what success like i say success but they're like this, they were so gifted, so young. They didn't have to work. That they, I mean, I'm sure, like, they're professional athletes. We're comparing they it to... They still work. Yeah. We're comparing it to, uh, let's go with the epitome of LeBron James. Mm. LeBron James, when Anthony Davis came into town, he was like, dude, you got to watch more tape. Like, he lives and breathes the game. Kevin Durant lives and breathes yes. the game. And, you know, I'm not saying everyone finds success in their own way. But I think the capacity in terms of the desire that they have mm. isn't enough. One thing I'll say physically about Joel Embiid as well, I think the Sixers know something. And I heard this on a podcast probably last year or maybe even years ago. I think the Sixers know something about Joel Embiid and the length, the possible length of his career, I think, will be shortened to much... I don't, I, I don't think he'll play longer than a decade in this league. And I think Ooh. in that sort of sense, I think they know... The, these moves that they have made over the past two seasons to get Jimmy Butler that's to make spice. these that's it's spicy that's that. spicy I am, I'm, I'm dying right now <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is a spicy take that's 10 some, years that's some, that's some hot that's some, some some Nando's hot sauce right there baby. <laughs> but I think in that sense it is why I think you know I'm, again, I'm coming from a point of just subjectivity mm. it's why I see the Sixers making all these ridiculous moves and going nah this didn't work alright let's get Al Horford and, and Josh Richardson and we'll re-sign Tobias Harris if it doesn't work this season then, you know, I don't know what is going to work because right now yeah. it's it's not. It's not working. I think it, you know, obviously they're not where they should be defensively mm. at all. Obviously, offensively, they can be one of the worst teams to watch in the league. They play 90s basketball. They play, they win games 90 to 85. 
because again of the of the two guys we're talking about, they're two franchise players. It was a heck of a take. I think this general segment deserves a, a lot of sound bites, but we sh- <laughs> we should move on. We can speak about these Sixers. We uh, they're probably one of the teams that Nick does watch the most, and mm. he loves him some Brett Brown. He loves him some Simo. I do, I do. I've got a lot of faith in the. Obviously, I had them number one seed. Yeah. Uh, I just think that, and it's mental mental fortitude is something that you can train, but you need to want to train it. That's the that's the thing. It's not just like go, it's not as easy as just going to the gym and working out. It's it's all of the finals losses. It's all of the all of the hustle plays that you don't want to make. It's all of those uh, that help you train your mental strength and yeah they're not they're not showing tremendous things at the moment but uh, hopefully they can turn that around i've got faith another team that isn't showing tremendous things is the chicago bulls and former player for them jalen rose had some things to say five points and a big time victory but i must say something about the underachieving chicago bulls they need a new coach (laughs) they really do because they have so much young talent on that squad and i don't think they're developing properly mate you ready for some alliteration yes should the bull say bye bye to Boylan? Ah, yeah. I love me some alliteration. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> fact. Hashtag fact. fact. Yeah. Uh, Chaz is despond as despondent as you <laughs> being a Chicago Bulls fan right now. That Larry Markinen has stagnated. Zach Levine, other than that insane thirteen three game, and it was almost an fu to Boylan as of sorts as well after he was benched. 49 points and a game winner. Yeah, Wendell Carter as well, you know, I think should be a much, much better player at this Mm. point of his career. You know, Kobe White's been good, but Jim Boylan, in terms of just some of the rotations he puts out there, at the relationship that he's obviously developed with these players. You know, I we spoke about them in our preseason episode about, you know, them being a sneaky playoff contender and they've been anything but. And Nick, he said this after the game and he was speaking to reporters. He's like, we have to keep playing the way we're playing. The wins will come. And the reporter then responded, what makes you think the wins will come? And Boylan is like, if you build it, they will come. You ever seen that movie? What? <laughs> Uh, Nick, it's it's that's a strange philosophy there. Um, yeah, I mean they're 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 not good, and I I, I thought the Wizards were bad. Field uh, of Dreams, a, it's from Nicholas, by the way. Uh, okay, uh, they're no. a negative four point two on uh, on net rating. Uh, their offensive rating is just garbage. They bad garbage. Yeah. I think it's is it last second last. They're bad by point five, and they sh- they sh- that they shouldn't be that way. They have. Good offensive They have talent. good offensive players, yeah. for sure. They've had Thaddeus Young, who is a really good player. And I think, you know... Adds... To mention Zach Levine, two years ago, was averaging like 30 points. Yeah, yeah, we were speaking games. about like... most improved player. Yeah, for sure. I don't think he's a franchise player. But... Laurie Markadon was ent- entered the draft as a big man shooter. Like you had him as an all-star That's right. sort of yeah, contender. Because um, everyone thought the Bulls were going to be better. The Bulls aren't better. The Bulls are not better. And that's because of Boylan. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Sounds like a BoJack Horseman joke. The Bulls aren't better because of Boylan, but they need to play basketball better to become better at the basketball game sport. Best, yep. Yeah. Okay, we, we're, we're, out of, we're out of B puns. We we we, we lost it there. Um, yeah, for sure. This is a this this is a fact. Um, Bulls do something. I mean, I had I had Fizzy Dale as my uh, first coach to be fired, but Boylan. Maybe it's Jimmy B. Maybe it's Boily B. Maybe it is uh, Jimmy B. Um, Jimmy B. Which is Jimmy Butler. That's weird. <laughs> Jimmy B. Uh, anyway, yeah, this is a hashtag fact. Mate, let's move on. I don't, I don't like to talk about the Bulls. They're, they're depressing. Yeah, but depressing organization. You'll speak about the Wizards soon enough. <laughs> Nick, we'll get to 
some mellow. I've been saying it ever since he's been out of the league, Nick. He is still better than, I've said, 65% of the players in the league. If you just think better is, can, most guys can't go out there and put up that type of no. night. Okay? He can still do that. He can still score. There's no doubt. Jack, we've come to that point of the podcast where we talk about... Mellow! This is our, uh, our designated mellow time. Is Carmelo Anthony better than 65% of the league? Twitter wiki... I don't know. Probably. I don't really care. I just think that... <laughs> like, I'm not as... I, I, we were talking earlier... That like, is... That is the perfect sentiment. <laughs> like, my sentimonies are... Those are my sentiments. Yeah, he's doing some nice things in Portland. I'm glad that, you know, he's getting... You know, the... The send-off he deserves, you know, obviously he doesn't want to retire. It's not a send-off, Jack. Yes, he I has know it's no, not a send-off, He Nick. has no plan to Let retire. Let me finish my he's sentence. He's crazy. Yes, in the, the, the contract's going to get guaranteed. He's putting up some points. He's better than Mario Hazonia, which is essentially all that the Blazers need. They're winning some games here and there. They bet the Bulls yesterday. Yay. They've lost some other games. Melo's fine. If he can turn into a Vince Carter, then... You know, he will have years left in the league. Right now, I think he's got one or two left. And he's fine. 65% of the league, What that means he's the best 250 players. Sure, he can score a basketball pretty well. He can jab step better than anyone in the league. And he can, you know, he, he every time he goes up for a dunk, he gets blocked. It's kind of funny. He's lost that step. But he's a, he's a scorer. He's a shooter. I don't know. I don't really care about the stats. You know, just watching him by the eye test. He's valuable enough. Is he? Yeah. Is he, Jack? Yeah. He's a negative in everything that he... Statistically negative. A negative offensive um, plus minus. Yeah. Negative defensive plus minus. Yeah. Which is a negative box plus minus. <laughs> that it is. <laughs> Maths. Sometimes negative and negative make positive though, Nick. Uh, it's Remember? true. In when the... they're multiplied. Yeah, in the mm. maths. In the math stuff and algebraic <laughs> equations and other things. <laughs> um... Mellow uh, um, I never watched Mellow in his prime, so I'm not blinded by the. We didn't uh, get this. I got the. Did you get the notification the other day on Facebook? The memory. It was like two or three days ago that we were at the. the oh yeah, that wasn't Mellow in his prime though. It was just. Oh, it was. Uh, I was on the cusp of his sagging uh, prime. It was sagging prime. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so I never, I never sort of bought into the whole Carmelo Anthony is the greatest thing since last bread. Um. So hey, he's from New York. It's bagels. <laughs> you shut, it's, uh, you it's, shut your mouth. Sliced bagels. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm not. Uh, wasn't a huge fan of this deal, but you're right. It's not guaranteed, mate. He is better than Mario Hazonia, and that's the thing. There was no risk. He's, he's got to be better than Mario Hazonia. Uh, Give him ten, and that's that's fine. But is he better than? He's not better than sixty five percent. He's not better than sixty five percent of the league. I reckon he probably is. It doesn't necessarily like he's not in the top one hundred players. And like when we're talking about like lists and stuff. 65% is just a weird number. Like, it's just weird. And, you know, enough Mellow talk for this week. We might... I think we might try to find ways to speak about Mellow. Because I feel I like, like 65% was come from... Because if you're better than 65% in the league, you deserve to start in the league. Yeah. Because you, if, you, if you're thinking that there's 15 people on a roster, five people start, that's 33%. <laughs> so 33% of the, of the team. So 65%. He's a starter know. for this team. He's not a starter for... I don't, think he's just, I don't think he's a starter in this league. And... Uh, if you continue that, uh, if you continue listening to what Chris Bouchard said on that um, on that take, uh, he says that it, it, can he accept that role as a fifteen uh, as a fifteen point 
point per game scorer off the bench. I'm like, he... It doesn't matter whether he comes off the bench and scores 15 points. That role does not... That role, the 15-point-per-game score, if we're putting that in in italics, no, in, in uh, 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 quotations, thank you. Um, I didn't say <laughs> uh, If we're putting that title in quotations so that it's just a title, that role means that you don't jack 20 points, don't jack 20 shots a game. Yeah, right, it yeah. is an efficient 15 points and he can't do that. All right, all right, all right. Let's let's get to some guys that know Mello, that jack some shots and Mello maybe hate. maybe they're jacking some other things. And Lou Williams and Nick <laughs> Young. Uh, <laughs> these guys have no shame. NSFW, on, on by Twitter. the way, it is. Uh, oh, oh yeah, let's 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 play some elevator music. Yep, for those the kids get the headphones, put them on, and this is definitely NSF Wales. Yes, NSFW. Yes, big time, big time, big time, big time. All right, time. let's uh, let's let's shut Jack. Yeah. Explained. All right. <laughs> Nick Young and Lou Williams had this exchange, and I will. I'm going to read it verbatim. Nick Young starts off November 26th. Which one is worse, me asking my woman for a blow up doll, or her asking me for her dildo? Pause if not your regular size one. Laughing emojis. Dot dot dot. This all started because I asked her to get me a blow up for Christmas. Lol. Lou Williams responds. Get your joint molded and give it to her. What I'm doing for mine for Christmas. Um, so we know what's going to happen on in a the... public forum of Twitter. It's wonderful. This is tremendous content. Oh, God. The best content. Are you getting a mold for Chelsea for Christmas? I I want to see Lou Williams shaped dildos on the market <laughs> next week. That's what I want to see. I want. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be about that life. I'll be about that life. I'll check them out. Just <laughs> go to Club X and Sexyland, whatever the the stores are here in. in there Australia. is a gap in this market, just like there will be a gap in many women. Whoa, 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 whoa. After, after all men, you know. This, yeah, of this, course, of course. course. Why not? Why Lou not? Williams isn't a. He's he's putting up. He's putting up numbers. He puts up numbers left, and right, and center. I'm sure he. Uh, yeah, he knows what to do, mate. He knows what to do. And look, uh, I agree that maybe these lads should have kept it to themselves. Maybe it's a, a fact, but. If they did, we wouldn't have this content. This to is speak just about. great content to have. It is hilarious. Should Nick be uh, like? Should, should I? Should are you getting a blob doll now? You're gonna. You're Nick. You're like you have. Could you not? Could you not do? I mean, he's saying you know get your joint molded for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she should get her joint Both molded of them mold. for that's, him. That's a quality, and then that's a blow up yeah, doll, yeah, and yeah. then you. You don't won't even need each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at that point. Well, obviously, <laughs> prosthetics it's a, is it's they could do some amazing things. It's the, world, the new world of sex, and you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll obviously always keep up with things that are sexual on this podcast. <laughs> NSFW. Sorry for the kids that are listening right now. Something that is definitely not sexual is the Washington Wizards, but something that might be sexual is their offense. Wizards woes. The Washington Wizards make a noise. I drank some bleach all the way down to the blue, and now I'm Yes, thank you, Jack. It is an absolute banger. <laughs> uh, so, mate, we uh, mentioned it. Well, I mentioned it. I give it, gave it away a little bit. Uh, teased it. Uh, the Wizards being second in offensive rating right now is one of the biggest team stats. Most surprising. Most surprising team stats um, at this point in the season. Uh, for me... This is an alternative fact. What? We were always going to be good at What? Is, this no, is- Mike's going down. See you later, guys. <laughs> End of podcast. Bye. <laughs> He's gone. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is a complete fact. Movada. What Davis, happened? Davis Curry. 
<laughs> Davis Bertans is dominating. Ruby Hachimura for Rookie of the Year. Troy Brown. I want to do. I want to do. Some, Thomas revitalized basketball off the bench. I want to do some comparative stats Absolutely, here, Jackie mate. Boy. While, so while you, you, you yeah, can I'll, you can chat. I'll you spiel. can chat. So obviously, when the Washington Wizards are playing. Every single game they're playing ends up in 160 to 170. <laughs> they had that. We lost a game where we scored 155 yeah, to the points. Rockets. And funnily enough, the, the other oh offensive boy. team that is, you know, starting to play a little bit of defense. You know, the other day, obviously, the the Lakers were one of the first teams to really clamp down on on the Washington Wizards' offensive juggernaut. It's true, it's true. Even though they gave us like 17 points in the first five minutes, it was yeah. crazy. And then they just were like, "Oh yeah, yeah this we is we forgot Washington how Wizards. to shoot. We forget, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. We forgot how to shoot." Um, so I am I'm trying to look for the growth, I guess, in offensive in Rutting. offensive rating. We were. Mid-tier with 110. Right now, we're 112. Right. But 112 last year would have only gotten a sixth, yeah. which is still pretty good. Near the top five range. Which is still pretty good. It's very good. Um. So, obviously, it was the addition of uh, of, of Bertans and, yep. and uh, Rui. Uh, Mo Wagner. And Mo Wagner as well. Yep. Isaiah Thomas. Doesn't Mo Wagner have, like, a true shooting or effective field goal percentage of, like, 110? Not 110. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously um, exaggerating, but I'm pretty sure he has one of the highest effective field goals. Or oh, I forgot his name was Moritz because I was looking for Mo. I was just looking for Mo Wagner <laughs> when I was searching That's for That's his it. nickname. His effective Literally. field goal percentage is 68.1. <laughs> oh my God. 43% from three, 60% from the field. Uh, the man's a juggernaut. Uh, most improved player. He went from five to 12. Why don't you get a Mo Wagner jersey? That'd be cool. That'd be hipster. That would actually be pretty cool, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. I kind of want a Hachimura you're jersey. D- you're though, Dutch like. and he's German. There's a sort of European thing there. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, is this going to hold up, Nick? Or is the defense going to get any better than... Negative, make your like defend like you're like eighty five. No, it's it's not De- defensively. We were never. We had Isaiah Thomas on our team. We yeah. were, we were never going to be good. We lost Dwight Howard. Uh, our starting center is Thomas Bryant, who is great. Hey. I, I like Thomas Bryant. I like the numbers. I yeah. I do like Thomas Bryant. Um, he just, doesn't have any nicknames on. That's oh, we need to make TB. TB, okay. Like that's that's you know that's short for tuberculosis. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> Is that his yes. nickname, tuberculosis? <laughs> um, yeah, it's just de- defensive identity has never been sort of a something that, that we hang our hats on. What about Busy Bryant? Because he, he, he <laughs> was still on the nickname. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get to the bottom of this. This is the most important thing of the podcast right now. <laughs> because you get to speak about them. But, like, what is their defensive rating, Nick? Uh, individually, Thomas Bryant's is 0.4. So, he's not the a team, negative, Nick. but it's not a positive. The, team the defensive team's rating, defensive rating is last. Second last. No. Oh, that's, that's last, last year. year, Nick. That's last year. Sorry. Getting my statamundos confused, these. Uh, we're, yeah, we are last. 114, 114 points per game. Nice. Conceding. 114 points um, And, again, if we compare that to last year, we, we were not good. We were 27th in defensive rating last year. So... Under Scott Brooks, is, we've never been a defensive team, um, but there's a differential of what two points there, yeah. um, which would have landed us last. There we go. Last year, um, yeah, not not good, but for sure, it is 100 percent fact. This is the most surprising thing. Like second in offense, yeah. 
in a crazy offensive season by so many teams. Well, it's, it's not bad. And only second to the crazy Dallas Mavericks right now, which we mentioned before, 116. Yep. Uh, a team that I am crazy about is the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Bits. Woo. Oh, you yeah, yeah, just before, the beat before. Woo, woo. I'm good at coming before. <laughs> <laughs> We're not in the NSFW parts of the, of the show now. If you lasted this long, good for you. That's we're true. getting wild and wacky right That's now. That's true. Hour and ten minutes in, we are, we're loving life. Um, Jack. Want to play the video or just do the take? Uh, we'll just do the take. Cool, why not? I can't be bothered. Uh <laughs> Lazy man. Yeah, I am. Uh, Kyrie is doing some stuff. Is holding. He's holding. He's holding what? Back. Back what? Win Diddy. Uh, I'll start again. Kyrie is holding back Spencer Dinwiddie from being an all-star. Michael Rappaport is a dumb man. So this has come from Michael Rappaport. Former of of Friends fame. He was Phoebe Buffay's uh, lover. And he does some... Mm. He's also the guy that the Tingus Pingus. Remember that video? Tingus oh, Pingus tingus. <laughs> What did you do? That's him. <laughs> that's that's Michael. Yeah, Rappaport. he's he's not a he's he wears his heart on his sleeve. He he's a cliche Bostonian. No, he's Nick's. But he's got that new. Oh, he's got the New New England sort, yeah, of, sort of accent. Yeah. yeah. So the Boston the Boston accent. Yeah, like, of, but that's of what sorts. I'm. But that is a Boston accent. That is a Boston accent. Sort of. I mean, it's, I've seen I, it's very New York. I think. You reckon? Yes. I mean, I could be wrong. So I can't tell a Perth man from a Sydney man. So, well, there's, not, it's very, there's no difference. There's not at all. It's like, uh, whatever. In terms of the Spencer Dinwiddie, he has been playing ridiculously good basketball mm. right now. Was Eastern Conference Player of the Week just a few days ago. Led the team to an upset win over Boston yesterday. And he has just been smooth. And he has been playing all-star level basketball. Spoke about in the Brooklyn Buzz with uh, the, the better Nick, um, the American Nick. <laughs> Who would know the difference between a New York and a Boston accent? Who certainly would. Live, he lives uh, He lives in that wonderful Northern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be just... I'm, I'm going to ignore the take in terms of the fact that you know Kyrie Irving is holding him back. In terms of the role, Spencer Dinwiddie is willing to play whatever role is thrust upon him. He has been doing this ever since he has broken onto the season. Another guy that, you know, in terms of comparing to like Pascal Siakam, these sort of guys, undrafted, sort of thrown away... Mm. I think it's going to be on Coach Kenny, and I put this in my article for netsrepublic.com, for Coach Kenny to find a way to keep Spencer Dinwiddie performing and producing at this level. I think whether he needs to start, whether he comes off the bench with Karis LeVert, whether Kyrie Irving runs the, the first unit, I, I think Spencer Dinwiddie could still be an all-star. You know, Charles Barkley last season had him as an all-star, you know, ahead of D'Angelo Russell, and I, you know, I don't disagree with that. I thought Spencer Dinwiddie has been bloody awesome. I had him as my sixth man of the year. And, you know, if he does start to come off the bench, then, you know, he's certainly going to be in that conversation. He is a tremendous player. He's playing the best basketball of his career. He's playing controlled basketball offensively. He's moving the ball well. His synergy with the young Jared Allen has been a marvel to watch. But it's an alternative fact to say he's being held back by Kyrie Irving because, what, Kyrie Irving's injured now. When he comes back, Spencer Dewey's just going to be a bad player. No, it's dumb. And anyone who doesn't actually watch this Brooklyn Nets team and, and is informed about them, generally has bad takes about them. So just listen to me, please. Uh, the the man's NBA journey has been uh, a colourful one. Uh, drafted by the Pistons in the second round. He always has revenge games against them. Um, to then be traded to the Bulls, who a month later waived him. 
uh, to now being obviously picked up by the Nets and he's averaging 20 points a game. It is hard to average 20 points a game in mm-hmm. this league, mm-hmm. especially off the bench. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, obviously he started, the, he started the moment, but the, the, the guy is, the guy, the guy can ball. He's an absolute baller. Um, almost 20 PER, like the stats, the stats speak to themselves, not the most efficient play, um, but the guy's getting buckets, 20 points. Um, it's it's quite, uh, quite impressive. We're doing another Brooklyn bit, Do you want to play the music again? You know what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> woo. Woo, Jack. I was too late that time. <laughs> woo, woo. We've got another one here for you Nets fans. Of course. Uh, Kyrie. Again, Kyrie. Man, he's taking up all the media. Uh, shouldn't have responded to the booze from the Celtics fans. You know what? Can I swear, Nick? We're an hour and 20 minutes in. Fuck no one's Celtics listening. fans, man. Bang! Seriously. Woo! Now, I've, I'm actually, funnily enough, just a few days ago, went on a Boston Celtics podcast. <laughs> Those are the only two Boston Celtics fans that I do like. Shout out to, to Justin. They're passionate. I mean, the same with Knicks fans, man. Like, yeah. when you've got such a passionate and fierce fan base, people hate you. Yeah. And that's fine. You can feed off the hatred. And the response, you know, got in terms of the... the, the the reaction to it, I spoke about it at length again with the the, the better Nick on Brooklyn Buzz. Um, it I hurts th- my feelings. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have feelings. In t- <laughs> in terms of the fact that he was sort of speaking about, you know, that you know we as athletes are just there as products and for your entertainment value. You know, we're beginning dehumanized, and a lot of people are like, oh, shut up, and essentially shut up and dribble. That was essentially what he was told, and people were just like, well, I, I work at McDonald's, and I get treated like shit, and I'm like, yeah, so shouldn't that make you more motivated for anyone else to not get treated in the same way? It makes it, I'm passionate about this in general because the way I think we treat athletes, be it footballers, soccer players, whatever athlete they are, as just vehicles for entertainment and as escape element, and we can shower our hate on them in a way that dehumanizes them and devalues them as human beings, I think is wrong. That's not to say that you don't earn the right to boo and it's not in, in jest, but I think that the intention behind it from a lot of people and the way that we just react to it, I think is is misinformed and also misguided and poorly hearted. And, and you know it's disheartening because you know we're all just trying to do our thing on this earth, be it as a basketball player, be it as... You know, amateur podcasters, we all just want to have fun, you know, be treated nicely and have other people treat us well. I think Kyrie Irving as a human being, you know, he can be misguided in, in how he communicates and as a leader, but I think he's a good person. You know, he's been honest in, in terms of what went wrong in Boston. He was saying, you know, he, he went through some mental health battles due to the passing of his grandfather. Yes, he obviously said he wanted to be in Boston forever, but... When your grandfather dies, you know, it changes your priorities to want to be with your family. And it changes your, you know, just direction in life, you know, simply speaking. But I said this and I'll say it again on this podcast. Boston sports fans aren't used to being spurred, aren't used to being left. They're used to having guys stick with the Red mm. Sox and the Bruins or whatever the hell and the Celtics being loyal for years and years and years on years. And when one of them leaves them, this is how they react. It, it, it reflects poorly on them. But they also, one of your players right now, how he was tossed away like a, essentially just you know a lesser and how Danny Ainge treated Isaiah Thomas for that period. 
you mm. know, I get it, it's part of the business, but it goes both ways. So You saw the same thing with Brandon Jennings that came to us um, yeah, yeah, yeah. saying, really knocking on um, New York and I guess the, the expectations. And then I guess most fans will be like, well, then, you know, you need to be made of certain stuff to be able to play for Boston. Human beings, though, man. But which is, yeah, which is like you, you've given up a, a, a talent like... Um, like Kyrie Irving because of the way that you guys are like it's it's bred into your team and if that's how you want to conduct yourself then fine but it, it's probably not going to mean that you're going to be successful you saw some of the most um most successful teams of recent times have the best player managers player coaches yep. uh and were the most lovable teams you know LeBron is a very obviously he's got his haters but he's, he's overall genuinely loved in the league yeah, yeah. just as a person yep. Steph Curry was the same obviously Draymond Green was a as an absolute it's absolute gut gets canned yeah, yeah, yeah. um but that that team itself like people love them and I think when you, and it reflects in every workplace, when your workers are happy, it's uh, it's a better workplace to be. People are more likely to stay around and you can cultivate a tremendous culture. And with that, if you've got the talent to come with it, championships will come. Bang, bang. Let's finish bang, off bang. with Nick's numbers. Let's crunch the numbers. Crunch the numbers. I'm going to keep talking until I find the goddamn... <laughs> Where is it, Jack? Where's the music? Did you lose it again? I think I may have lost it again. Do you have to open it up again? Do you want me to speak more about Kyrie Irving or do we want to just cr- keep crunching the numbers? Yeah, you, you, keep crunching the nu- you keep crunching the numbers. So mate. this, this gonna, stats, eventually when, when Nick finds it, is, uh, is, is against... And I guess Knicks fans probably turn off now because uh, you ain't going to like this stat. I've got it. I've got it, Jack. Okay. Let's crunch the numbers. Let's crunch the numbers. Oh, people can come up with statistics to prove anything. 40% of all people know that. With his 42nd triple-double, Russell Westbrook has broken the single-season record for NBA history. Yes, let's crunch the numbers. We got there eventually. Thank Our God. ability to waffle is second to none. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's why we have a podcast. So this has come from the uh, Knicks. There is a lot of uh, there's a lot of Knicks banter on this uh, on this podcast. Uh, rightfully so. They they bad. They bad. Um, the Knicks are four and fifteen this season, which is tied for their worst nineteen game start to a season in franchise history. It was done. Excuse me. Three times before mm-hmm. that, three of those four instances—you you, know—that's that's a good stat on its of own. Of course it is. But three of those four instances had occurred in the last eleven seasons. Most recently, the 2014-15 seasons. Wow, they have been bad Next for a Next. long time. And I think Jason Concepcion uh, said it um, when you're when you're bad for a season, two seasons, yeah. blame the coach. When you're bad for a long time, play, Front f- where, yeah, yeah. Well, it's more seasons. like yeah, five seasons like GM. No. When you're bad for consistently long Decades. period of time, it's the guy who was hiring all those people. Uh, Jimmy it's D, the owner. Get him out. Get him out. He Get him out. Said he should um, be out a long, long I mean, time ago. that's not. You're not going to receive much hate for saying Jim Dolan. Shit. I got a lot of love because I retweeted this and, and quote tweeted. I'm like, but how is their attendance? Because Knicks fans always come at Nets fans about attendance. Yeah, yeah, attendance. It's but like, like, 4 and 15, baby! 4 and 15, baby! What it do, baby? <laughs> we'll end that uh, with my horrible Kawhi impression. 
Good on you, mate. So uh, that just about does it. Congratulations for making it to uh, this fire in the pod again. Bumper pods. Yep. NSFW. Just we're, we're just do- we're doing it all. We're getting R eighteen plus on this one, mate. Oh yeah, baby. Uh, so that just about does it for another week. So we'd just like to say thank you for tuning in for just ball things. Uh, you can catch us on the Nothing But Net Dash Radio channel as always. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Blog Talk Radio, wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. Do us a solid and leave us a rating and review. Please. Yes, please, 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 please. It helps us out a uh, a great deal. There's only so many uh, burner accounts I can make to uh, to bump many, up that. How many fight. times have you done that? Zero. Uh, it's a it's a undisclosed. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> it's, zero. <laughs> it's an undisclosed figure. Uh, so remember, it's uh, you guys that make this show great. So we appreciate any and every post heading our way. So until next week, mellow.